When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're home for K-State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. I'm going to attempt to uh, delay getting to the bad news. Troy, uh, was there pass interference Sunday in the Broncos game? Uh, That would be the bad news for me, but yes, there was. (laughs) What was the results on Saturday not bad news for you as well? Oh, no, 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 no. Just the fact that, I mean, that the Broncos were even in the position that they had to have a Hail Mary to begin with. Now, how did you you handle the uh, the 61-yard field goal? What was your reaction? Uh, it was essentially, well, okay, day's over. Let's get it figured out. I typically, like, back in the day, if K-State were to lose a game, it kind of ruined my college football Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was 11 a.m. game, cats lose, I'm not, you know, it's like I've lost my interest in a way. Sure. Like, I'm just so butthurt about it. I can't go on with the rest of my day like I normally would <laughs> on a college football Saturday, but I went back to the hotel, did some work, and was able to watch Colorado, Colorado State, watch a just a snooze fest of West Virginia and Pitt. Uh, who else played? Uh, BYU-Arkansas was entertaining. Yes. But I was I w- able to carry on with my day, but I was like, I think I was so shocked by the ending but it just it took a while to settle in. I think I had resolved myself to the outcome not being good just by the way that the game was playing out in the fourth quarter. That by that point, it was just, okay. I think the way the game played out, like it was so maddening that, you know, both teams, I'm not sure either one like truly deserved to win. No, it was, it got to the point where it was playing not to lose. But it's like you're pulling your hair out after these mistakes that are made, and then Mizzou makes a couple of mistakes, and you're like, all right, we got the momentum back. We mm-hmm. can counter this. Mm-hmm. We can come back from this and, and drive down the field and score. And it never did. And then the 61 yard field goal happened. It's just like, well, you just kind of, yep, throw your hands up in the air. It's like, hey, great for college football. Just sucks if you're a K State fan. Welcome to. The game, Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, A.J. Shaw is on the board today. I saw Dave walking in here, so we'll see him here, I think, in a moment or two. Well, he's about to hear about it. <laughs> tick, tick, tick. Is he about to walk tick. in? I, I don't know. I, I just know that I saw him walk in the hall. Well, I got a plan if he walks in. He's around here somewhere. It's great radio. Yeah, he's around here somewhere. I'm just not sure what the pause is for well, it's the like when It's like when Howard Stern announced that he's you know coming back for five years, but 
a member of his staff had was late to work and didn't hear the announcement, so they played a joke on him. <laughs> that Stern was going to retire, and he thought his job was over, and he had to go search for a job. And uh, I was going to kind of killer. play it that way. Killer. Mm. Yeah, that would do it. I don't know. I want to continue. I, I know. But I, he's lurking now. He's lurking. He? Oh, does he know? I, I see oh, he the could shadow. Probably hear us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, congratulations on winning all that money, Troy. What are you going to do with that new Corvette? Where are you going to park it? <laughs> hey, big boy, you're late to work. What happened? I didn't even know that I was late. <laughs> we got a new car, and the clock was like 407. I was like, get a load of this guy. Does this car not have a radio? I, I, it was on 1015 K Rock, and I was like, because I didn't, I just was like, not late. Why? 407, yeah, right, man. Gotta get that thing fixed. What an idiot. Here I am, just like the cats, man. A dollar, day late and a dollar short, man. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good way of assessing it on Saturday. Yeah. See? Yeah. Well, what was your reaction? Like, did you throw something when the 61 yard field goal went through? He has so, children around. He doesn't need to do that. And so we I'm have, sure Sophia did it for you. Sophia is okay. First of all, yeah, they throw. They're throw. They're into the throwing phase. Also, Sophia's into the like mimicking thing. Like if if uh-huh. we say uh-huh. oh blank, she repeats it <laughs> immediately. So you have to like hold strong, and whatever happens, you go. Wow, that was a real disappointment. Um, I thought there's no way this guy kicks a 61, 60, whatever. 61. Uh, especially, no especially after Chris Tennant took a 55-yarder short. Yeah, I go, there's... Wait, wait, what world does that happen in? I go, you know what? I go, that was dumb. And then he smashes it. I, I, man. What a bonkers... Uh, second half, especially. The mm-hmm. second half really just wild to me, man. Well... Bizarro. So I had a good vantage point from where I was sitting in the press box. I was sitting to the north end of the stadium and, uh, you know, kind of parallel of the, of the crossbar. I was probably sitting at like the goal line. Well, maybe not the goal line, maybe like the 20 yard line or something like that. But I could nice. see the crossbar quite well. I don't know if it gets in from 62. Right. Like 63, it probably right. bounces off the crossbar and falls short. Maybe at 62, it goes in. But he had just enough Wheaties that morning to be strong enough. And Harrison Mevis kicks his longest field goal ever. It's the second longest in Mizzou history. The longest in SEC history. That's crazy. Of course, K-State will lose a game like that mm-hmm. on a history-making play. I know. I know. For, for the SEC and what was actually a pretty disappointing non-conference for the SEC. And, of course, you know the way they schedule their non-conference. It's not over yet. Right. Maybe it could get worse, but I doubt it. But it was been, it's <laughs> right. been, a, been, a, uh, been a real off one for, for the SEC, especially for Alabama. Losing to Texas, and now they don't know who to start a quarterback. Ooh. And they, uh, you know, they're losing most of the first half to UAB. Or, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, USF. USF. USF, yeah. But... Um, uh, welcome to the game, David G. He's yes. officially here now. He is late to work. We are going to dock his pay. He can choose to work overtime. That's up to him. I'll, I'll work overtime. I'll work. Yeah, I, I don't know how long I have. I really, I swear to God, I didn't know you, I even know it was late. That is I, funny. I but you talk. knew it was Tuesday. I knew it was Tuesday. I knew I needed to come in, but golly. Well, it's Tuesday, and uh, you know what that means. Chris Kleiman, press conference. Let's not delay any further. There's actually a lot of like... Bad news today. Yeah, there was. Yeah. You know, 
you tell me, Deej, what what was the uh, what was the weather like when you got here? It's, it's nice. There's okay. a little bit of a breeze. It's cool outside, but not it, as cloudy it, as it was. It's not spitting yet. Not spitting yet, but it's cloudy. So yeah. when I rolled up to the stadium at noon for Climbing's presser, it was it. Okay, so like north of town, yes. still some blue sky. Yes, but over the stadium and further south. It was rain clouds, lightning just a little bit, like uh-huh. nothing, I think, hitting the ground and a little bit of rain here and there. And I was like, you know what? Is this kind of a – is this symbolizing mm-hmm. the loss against Mizzou and now the injuries mm. that have piled mm-hmm. up from this Mizzou game? I mean, Mizzou, this loss took a toll on K-State. And it starts with the new, the worst news of it all. The, the rumors started circulating yesterday about Daniel Green – very unfortunate news. Here's the full statement from Chris Kleiman. We did lose Daniel Green for the season, and he had surgery this morning. Um, and it's been a tough day, a tough couple days around here for uh, myself, uh, for a lot of the six-year guys, a lot of the linebackers, because he's been the heart and soul for those guys and for our football team. And Daniel and I have been through an awful lot since the first day I got here, and I, I've never seen a, a young man grow into such a man and what a leader that Daniel Green is and has been and will still be for our players um, the rest of this year. But he'll do it in a different different light as more of a student coach. And so uh, I'm just I'm gut-wrenched by losing him, um, and not because of just the football part of it, but just having that kid around every day at practice and being really the, uh, the lifeblood of the, of the defense. And now some other guys have to step up. Step up indeed. Austin Moore will now be the starting middle linebacker with Bill Palmer um, playing behind him. And Austin Romaine, he's a true freshman from Hillsboro, Missouri. Excuse me, I said Kansas yesterday. Whoops. Hillsboro, Missouri is where Austin Romaine hails from. He was one of the uh, better players uh, in the 2023 recruiting class. But uh, just to speak about, and we did a little bit yesterday on Wildcat Insider, now we know the official news. Daniel Green is officially out for the remainder of the season. Chris Kleiman did say, it was asked by um, Tim Fitzgerald to go power cat, that can they seek a medical yes. red shirt and can they get him a seventh year of eligibility? Coach Kleiman did not know, but he's going to look into it. So let's not say quite yet that Daniel Green's K-State career is officially over. That would be awesome. I mean, <laughs> get up for his seventh year. I, you, you rarely see it, yeah. but it could happen. I mean, heck, you can. There's only a couple of players in college football that are right now playing on their eighth year, right, uh, of eligibility. There are actually somebody, uh, a couple of guys out there that graduated high school back in in 2010, <laughs> but if, still playing college football. But if you are Daniel Green, you already made the call to come back this year. You had an issue in preseason camp that cost you some time. You had an injury that cost you time last year. And now you've had this injury. At what point are you mentally just tired? Mm-hmm. On, the, on, that, on that point you just made, he still played, even though he was injured. True. He still played. He didn't miss any games, as far as I understand. Let me go back and just check my numbers here. But yeah, this this year, yeah, he has not missed any games until now. So he, I, he may have missed one last year. He may have missed one. But other than that, he has played in every game. I mean, he was hurt all of last year, pretty much, mm-hmm. 
and still played, and he started in 13 games. Fifth on the team in tackles with 58. That's the thing you miss from Daniel Green. Mm -hmm. What's one of the things? You miss his experience. Daniel Green has played a lot of games. You want to take a guess on how many games he's played? You had it earlier, so I'm I'm not going to state it. Uh... well, 50, it's got to be over 50. 52. Right? 52 games. Mm-hmm. 52 mm-hmm. games Jeez. that he has played in his career. And he's playing middle linebacker. That's the quarterback That's tough. of the defense. Right. Yeah. And now you hand those reins over to a true freshman. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, that's a complete night and day difference when it comes to, first of all, Austin Romain has played a little bit. Right. And it's, you know, he's had his name called at Bill Snyder Family Stadium a number of times, and he's made a couple of plays, but he doesn't have the experience, he doesn't have the leadership right. that, that Daniel Green has. You're trying to replace that, so that means now Austin Moore's going to take the reins when it comes to the leadership stuff, the communication, the signals. He's going to kind of quarterback the defense. Meanwhile, Austin Moore, or uh, th- that happened at the press conference earlier today, mixing him up with Austin Romaine. Romaine has to just <laughs> worry about doing his job and executing. Right. So hopefully there won't be too much on his plate. He just needs to go out there and play. Right. And that would be really, really swell for K-State if they could get Daniel Green in kind of a coach-esque position and have him out there with that experience um, teaching these young guys and just telling them what he, he can see and what he's experienced out there. 52 games is a lot of snaps mm-hmm. and – just to have that experience around and in the locker room, they need that. For a young group like this, they need a guy to, to look to, to. To What do we do here? You know, you know, Kleiman actually, he talked about that at the press conference earlier today, and that is Dan and Green's not going anywhere. No. He's, he's going to be, it was actually mentioned in the statement I just played, that he's going to be a player coach. Yeah. And he is going to have Austin remain ready to go. For sure. He's going to be the one coaching him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the one hands-on with, maybe not hands-on, but like, you know, speaking from a player's perspective who just played this past Saturday against Mizzou, he's going to be the first one really coaching about what to do and what to look for. But again, hard to replace Daniel Green. And I mean, I was I was getting very close to emotional yesterday just talking about it. And I know Chris Kleiman was probably mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. trying to fight it back. Austin Moore was fighting it back earlier mm-hmm. today at the press conference, and we're going to hear from Austin uh, coming up in the next segment that they're you know it, it's. Uh, it's kind of sad. I right. mean, guys are down the dumps right now Yeah, at the Veneer Football Complex. Mm-hmm. And Kleiman did say after, and I didn't have it in the clip, but after he talked about Daniel Green, talked about a couple of other players, but it's like we got to re- work really hard now to try to put Mizzou in the rearview mirror because that Mizzou game took a toll mm-hmm. on K-State. And it's a completely different scenario that after the Tulane game of what K-State is currently dealing with right now. And what makes it so much different is because of the injuries, and it's not just Daniel Green. Um, it's a little bit more than that. Here's Coach Kleiman. You know, Treshawn Ward got banged up. You guys saw that. I, I think he's doubtful. We'll learn more later in the week, but I would say he's doubtful. Will Howard, uh, I would say, would be questionable. He didn't practice yesterday. I think he's limited today. Uh, we just got to figure that one out as as the week goes on. Probably won't know on that one till later in the week. So it's quarterback coach talk, right? You don't typically mm-hmm. with that position want to rule out the guy. You want your opponent – I mean, remember when Bill Snyder – when Jesse Ertz was <laughs> – I mean, he was pretty much out for the year, right? But yeah. every week, uh-huh. every week, <laughs> Coach Snyder would not rule out Jesse Ertz. Mm-hmm. So it would be Joe Hubner, or I don't know if that was the year if uh, Cody Cook yeah. Um, yeah. was quarterbacking. But my thought is 
Like, okay, if Will doesn't go, Avery would be the guy, which Coach said Avery would get the start. What happens to Avery? Like, do you bring mm-hmm. Rubley? But the thing is, if Trace Ron Ward's out, that's your Cody Cook of a uh, – that's like <laughs> your fourth, fifth string uh, quarterback if you really need one. Yeah. So now he's all banked up. No. What Will Howard's dealing with is is a right leg injury that happened. I, I, I'm not honestly sure when it happened, uh, but I think it was in the second half. He was noticeably wobbled. Um there was a running play in the second half where he's running to the left, and typically that would be an easy first down for Will. He'd probably end up running it out of bounds. Instead, he slides and gets a five-yard gain. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would have, health-wise, if he was healthy, mm-hmm. would have picked up the first down and you continue the drive, and you better your chances of getting some points on the drive. But instead, now he's hobbled. I think it would be a lot different if Avery Johnson wasn't on the team. I think we'd be feeling a lot worse right now if Avery Johnson wasn't on the team. But I feel bad for Treshawn Ward. And I didn't even notice. Kleiman said it in the clip. You guys noticed it. I did not. Not me either. I did not know that Treshawn Ward was banged up. And if he was, he did not sell it. Mm-mm. Will Howard was selling it. Mm-hmm. He had a little hitch in his giddy-up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and Daniel Green, he went to the injury tent there for a little while. When he came back out, his, I mean, his arm was in a brace and it's not a shoulder injury we thought it was it's actually a pec injury so again he's out for the year that's i mean just terrible news but i mean just to i mean sum it up here k-state's going to be really banged up mm-hmm. heading yeah. into ucf and i think it's fair to be worried mm-hmm. i think it's fair to be worried you're going to have a true freshman and middle linebacker now and he's going to really have to step up could have a true freshman at quarterback but <laughs> true freshman at quarterback is also a different story. It's it would be if Will doesn't go, and again, not ruled out or anything. Right. But if you know, coach is saying questionable. What does that really mean? Are you thinking is that really doubtful? Does that mean he's out and he's going to be out for a little while? But also, I was thinking about this yesterday as well. What a good time for the bye week <laughs> after UCF. Yeah, it's going to be very much needed because Kleiman gave us an update on Jay Clifton. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be ready this week. Uh, hasn't done anything for us yet other than stuff in the training room. You know, we can hold out hope, but I, I I, think he's probably the bye week away. Jake Clifton was the backup plan mm-hmm. in case anybody went down. He was practicing at all three positions, but he gets banged up in game number one. And I, I don't know how bad it is, but he's been out for a few weeks, of course. And now after the bye week is... Fingers crossed, best case scenario, but it is not guaranteed. So essentially, you're going to the third string middle linebacker to take the place of Daniel Green, who was out for the season. Now, we're not done with all these Chris Kleiman highlights. In hour number two, we're going to kick off with a lot more. We'll continue the discussion of the injuries for K-State, how they've really added up after just game number three. I mean, it's football. It's a part of the story. But it's a lot happening at one time. It's a little bit overwhelming. I'm not crazy worried, but it's UCF and a team that has the best numbers offensively in the Big 12, and it's not even close Mm. to second place. But when we come back, we're going to hear from the guy that now takes over the leadership duties of the entire defense. Austin Moore spoke to the media.
Cheap Trick, shout out to him. A great tune. Welcome back to the game, Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and AJ Shaw running the board over there by himself today, wearing his K State gear. The phone number is 587 1350. Going to hear from uh, Austin Moore here in just a moment. In a way, like, it's kind of cool that there's two Austin starters, I guess, on uh, on uh, at the linebacker position. First thing I thought it was like Austin 316. Can we make a thing out of it now Whoa. that there's two Austins? Like, what if Desmond Purnell, his name was Austin, really? And dang, I mean, I would totally run with it, but yeah, we can get some merch going. Because speaking of that, um, there was a very good uh, Kellis Robinette blooper uh, you're going to hear in just a moment, but. Uh, Austin Moore is not going to slide over to middle linebacker. He's going to be taking some of the middle linebacker duties, though, taking the calls from the sideline and voicing them out to the defense about their assignments. Uh, you know, 3-3, three, three, there's a lot of gap assignments, of course, um, with the nose and middle linebacker. They each uh, will take one gap and then so on with the other guys. Um, but uh, Austin Moore, I, I, I tell you what, he I think he just gets more impressive as his career continues right now leads the team he's actually tied for the team lead in tackles he's going to get those tackles for loss he has a sack on the year he's got six tackles for loss he's averaging two a game i think he's playing a little bit faster Mm -hmm. than what he was last year he impresses every single game and i'm not sure honestly like there's a handful of guys you could talk about on the defense that way but not everybody Mm -mm. not everybody stands out as well as Austin Moore does. But now he's going to have more on the plate. At press conferences, he doesn't seem like the most outgoing type of guy, like maybe not the most vocal guy. That's going to have to be his role now. He's going to need to be the leader. He's going to need to be the communications leader for the K-State defense taking over for the injured Daniel Green, who's out for the year with a pec injury. Well, the media got to catch up with weak side linebacker Austin Moore earlier today, and here was that interview. What are the emotions of getting that Daniel Green news? Uh, I'm just completely sick for him. Um, not going to lie, I was pretty emotional about it yesterday. Um, it's because I look up to him so much, and I know the sacrifice and the hard work that he's put into this team, and he's made me better. He's made so many guys around us better, and K-State's a better place because he, he came here, and not just because of what he did on the football field, but just because of how many people he's impacted and um, made their lives better. So, so sick for him. It's not fair, and you know we're going to be playing for him the rest of this year. How much do your response, com- communication responsibilities increase with Daniel out? Uh, it increases a lot because, you know, he's the leader of that defense, and um, i got to step up huge and um, just do things that he did for me and um, the rest of the defense. So, yeah, i definitely got to step up communicating. you get the impression he'll still have an impact on this team even though he won't be able to be on the field? Oh, 100%. Um, you know, he's still a captain of this team. Um, he makes us better even when he's not out there. And even yesterday he was already inspiring guys and, uh, you know, he was probably the calmest one in the room when he told us what happened to him, and he, he said he still believes in us and he's going to keep pushing us, and I know he will. What's your confidence level in Austin Moore? I mean, you're Austin. <laughs> um, <laughs> Austin Moore, <laughs> sorry. I get confused in the, in the linebacker room, too. Coach Tanner does all the time. Um, I'm super confident in Austin. Um, you know, he's he's a really hard worker. He has a ton of talent, and I know he's going he's gonna to work his butt off. Um, I'm going to push him, and he's definitely going to be ready to go Saturday. What is challenging facing UCF this week? A um, ton of athletes, uh, a lot of speed um, with their athletes and just their offense in general. They go super fast, um, a lot of tempo. So just getting lined up and um, dealing with that speed is going to be the biggest challenge. Do you see another team that runs as many traps and pulls and everything like they do? Um, I think they're they're pretty similar to Oklahoma. Um, that's kind of what we talked about um, 
teams that they're similar to. Uh, OU is definitely the most similar team to them. What's kind of the biggest lesson learned from last week for you? Um, you know, we can't we can't keep making mistakes um, to things that we've seen before. Um, even if it wasn't, you know, from practice, if it was things that happened in games last year, you know, we, we talked about things that may have maybe happened to us against uh, Texas and Alabama showed up in that game too, so we got to learn from those. And then we got to apply our rules and principles to um, things that we haven't seen before, like because our offense, um, like K-State's offense, we see everything, and, you know, we've seen it once, so we, we just got to apply our rules and principles to things that um, we might not have practiced. You talked about how much Daniels has impacted you. Do you remember kind of the, the, the first time that he really – Really made an impact on you and and, and what that meant. Um, I would say uh, 2020. I mean, he did before that, but the first one I really remember is 2020 uh, Iowa State. Um, you know, I was I was going to be able to play a little bit that game, and he he just talked to me after practice about you know he believed in me and he's seen how much I've gotten better and um, improved and that he was really excited to go out there and play with me. You know, I got COVID, so I didn't actually get to play, but. That meant so much to me, and uh, it really improved my confidence. What is kind of the biggest thing that that, that Daniel did that, that you have to pick up that you normally? Um, do? Yeah, he was just commander of the defense. Um, if things were going wrong, he was on the sideline getting us all together, and you know, tell, talking about the mob defense, what we got to do if we, if we say we want to be the mob, and so I got to be that guy, kind of uh, get us together when things go wrong. I Instigating guess. all that. Yeah. 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 Yep. Once again, that's K-State uh, weak side linebacker from Lewisburg, Kansas, Austin Moore. Um, you know, just to expand further on the defense here, um, you know, just kind of based off of what we saw against Missouri, you know, defensive line linebacker, even with Austin Remain in, missing uh, Daniel Green, uh, clearly, you know, Austin Remain, this is a time to prove himself. Uh, he's going to get a major opportunity here and, you know, potentially for the rest of the year. Uh, just depends on, you know, when Jake Clifton does get back, what will the rotation be like? So I can just kind of speak right now for, for Austin Romaine and stepping up and making some plays. You know, just based on what UCF does, they they love to run the football. They've ran the football, I think, you know, right around 60-65% of the time, maybe even a little bit more than that. And they do an excellent job. I mean, UCF is averaging over 600 yards a game, Ooh. and it's actually, yardage-wise, it's about 50-50. Wow. I mean, you're talking 300 yards a game on the ground – for UCF, that's 60 better than the team in second place. Wow. wow. Now, again, I do not think they've played the toughest schedule. It's actually been pretty soft. I, I don't know how good Boise State is, but, I mean, K-State certainly played a, a tougher schedule. Um, but K-State will try to mostly – they're going to definitely make a priority of stopping the run, and Austin Romaine's going to be a big part of that. It's, again, going back to the secondary. That's the area of the field, and it's no doubt that we have to see the improvement. Cannot have the inconsistencies of miscommunications, and Kleiman talked about it earlier today. He actually listed off a number of reasons why the secondary wasn't very good. (laughs) Miscommunications, um, bad technique, Eyes weren't in the right places. Like, he brought the eyeballs of the players. I was like, okay, it must have really not been that good if these guys got their eyes in the wrong place. You know what I'm saying? Spent too much time watching Brady Cook and not enough thinking through where their assignment was. Yeah, maybe just could. I don't know if it was a lack of focus, but maybe mm-hmm. just confused about what they saw. I think there was some confusion a part of that as well. That's going to have to take a big leap. If not, K State is going to fall behind 
with the tempo of the UCF offense. Mm-hmm. That uh, little fake they did, like the jet sweep fake they did with Brady Cook, that really froze. I, I Early in the game. It, yeah, it, was, it froze everybody for like the rest of the game. It was kind of a um, one of those situations where they did that backfield action looked pristine. And when that happens, it freezes the linebackers and the guys behind them just for that split second. And it worked. It really worked. Here's where it really becomes tough if you're K-State then this week. Defensively, you're going to have to perform because you don't want to get into a shootout. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're going to be down your starting quarterback and potentially starting running back. Yes. Yes. Going in. Being in a shootout is going to be exactly the opposite of where you want to be because at that point they're going to run roughshod over you if your defense isn't getting stops and the offense isn't able to keep up look out well and that goes back to what i was talking about with wyatt yesterday k-state's got to start forcing turnovers yes having no turnovers forced in mizzou i mean one could have been a major help depending on field position, could have been huge. Mm. Could have really changed the game if they could have just got one, but really they weren't close at all to getting a, a, a turnover. Like, was there really any times you thought, oh, that was almost picked off? No. no. Mm-mm. There was just the one moment where there was that bad snap. The center from Mizzou snapped it early, and Brady Cook wasn't ready for it. And for Mizzou, luckily for them, they dived on it, or else K-State has great field position and they take over, and K-State catches their biggest break of the of the game. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't get it. K-State did catch breaks, but it wasn't those kind of breaks. Right. You know what I mean? It was just Mizzou stubbing their toe and making dumb mistakes, in which K-State made the same as well, uh, just at different times. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break, and when we come back, it's time to crown a new jabroni of the week that's coming know your role and shut your mouth you jabroni you jabronis hit the jackpot the hollywood brand jabroni hulk hogan ow is this jabroni's name jabroni of the week well here we go boys and girls it's time to crown a new jabroni of the week now i left you short of one dishonorable mention last week so i'm going to make up for it four dishonorable mentions and i will culminate with my official jabroni of the week september 19th of the year 2023. Let's start with my first dishonorable mention. Uh, My first one is going to be to Monday Night Football because Monday Night Football has taken over the Madden Jinx. (laughs) (laughs) Because every game they featured in their last four, somebody has sustained an extremely rough injury. Yeah. Uh, So if you go back to last night, Nick Chubb, Really nasty season-ending injury, leg injury. I don't know if you've seen the replay, but it was gross. It's bad. That's bad. Gross. So he is. Uh, I mean, he's going to be done mm-hmm. for a while. Um, if you also, if you watch that game, and maybe not the Saints Panthers, uh, you missed Shaq Thompson. He was carted off the mm. field. He is out indefinitely with an ankle injury. But then last week, Aaron Rodgers, Achilles injury. He's done for the year. Successful surgery, and shout out to Aaron. Good for him. But he's on the shelf. And then remember the um, the last Monday Night Football game of last year? DeMar Hamlin. Oh, Cardiac yeah, arrest. Yeah. Oh. Called the game. That was the last Monday Night Football of uh, oh, God. last year. So it's been a bad run for Monday Night Football the last mm. four games. Uh, I've got even worse news for them. 
They're putting more of them on ABC. Actually, I think they're all on ABC. At this, this year. point, they're pretty well going to all be on ABC because of the fact that the writer strike is still underway and SAG after strike is underway. And gee, mm-hmm. what are we going to fill time with? It never should have left ABC. Personally, I agree. Uh, but, I agree. But you know, ESPN had a different mindset at the time and thought that Dancing with the Stars was the way to live. Right, and now here they are without anything to plug in. So have, let's just put in more football. Have any of you actually ever watched a full season of Dancing with the Stars? Not the full season. No. I've never watched Bits an episode. Pieces. Bits and pieces. I watched the one with Carol Baskin, the gal from <laughs> Tiger King. Jeez. Was That's she good? The only one. No, she was terrible. That, that was the only one I ever watched. And uh, I, I was pretty good. I was good with that. One episode's fine. All right, uh, Troy just left the studio. I think your uh, jabroni of the week upset him. I, I oh, he's think, open, AJ. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe this next dishonorable mention will make him feel a little bit better. Uh, this is just great, like America's Funniest Home Videos type of material. Uh, my next dishonorable mention is going to be that Iowa cheerleader. Because uh, Iowa this past Saturday hosted Western Michigan at Kinnick Stadium. They cruise. 41-10 victory. Uh, just very simple. After one of the touchdowns, one of the male cheerleaders was doing the back handsprings, and his pants fell down. Oh, I saw that. In front of 70,000 people. <laughs> A little cold out today, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny also. When something like that happens, and it's a lot of people, you got to watch the reactions in the background. <laughs> and everybody was actually quite chill about it. Like, he's going to be ribbed about it forever, as he should. Yes. I mean, your pants fell down. Come on, man. But I could tell anyway by the, the kid's frame, um, being able to do the back handsprings, he's probably not going to be like hoisting a lot of cheerleaders. Like He doesn't have that. He, he's got to try to put on some muscle. For sure. You know? For sure. Uh, let's see. Our last dishonorable, or second to last dishonorable mention is going to go to, uh, I got to give it to Oklahoma State football. Got to give it to Mike Gundy. Ooh. Oh, man. Shellac. I kind of feel this is like rock bottom in is, a way is this the end for it, that era even if they're just two and one they beat okay so they beat central arkansas i think they beat the the bears of central arkansas i think that was their first win and then went to arizona state and won that game but arizona state's terrible i mean they got beat to hell by fresno state and their video was going viral of that game, but it wasn't really of the game. It was just the fans in the stands that stuck around for the blowout. They're all watching the Colorado Colorado State game on their phones. <laughs> yeah, the students in the student section are watching Colorado Colorado State, not the game on the field. Oof. Maybe I should have went with them. Oklahoma State though, they lost thirty-three to seven to South Alabama out of the Sun Belt. Let me give you an, a comparison. Imagine K State lost to Troy. It's like that caliber of a loss. Because South Alabama is probably as good as Troy. Like, they're going to win some games in the Sun Belt. But against a Power 5 Big 12 opponent, they don't really have a whole lot of business winning a game like that. Like 33-7. to Especially with, you know, like, the success of what Mike Gundy has had at Oklahoma State. Yeah. And the reputation they have. It's not a whole lot of losing, to be quite honest with you. There's been some bad years, but it's not too consistent. Uh -uh. The whole three-quarterback system is also a mess. That, it, it was glaringly obvious against South Alabama that the three-quarterback system, neither one of them had any consistency. None of them could get the offense going. They scored seven points in the game, and that was not until the fourth quarter. That's awful. Yardage-wise, uh, USA had 243 just on the ground. 
Oklahoma State as a team finished offensively with 208 total yards mm-hmm. in the game. And by the way, Oklahoma State paid uh, the Jaguars $300,000 to come to Stillwater and play that game. So Gunnar Gundy, Garrett Rangel, Alan Bowman, by the way, they're all going to play in Ames Saturday. <laughs> what a game that's going to be, oh, by the way. Geez. All right, my last dishonorable mention – and I kind of thought of Troy, uh, as in Troy Coverdale, when this game was being played. So it was Colorado, Colorado State. Yeah, it was a big deal. Like, does Troy think, does he root for Colorado State? Or is he rooting for Coach Prime in Colorado? He's a Northern Colorado guy. But is there re- rooting interest? Troy, give me a thumbs up if for Colorado State. He was rooting for the Rams. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's in the other studio helping out AJ as we finish Jabroni of the Week. But uh, my last dishonorable mention is going to go to Colorado State safety Henry Blackburn. He's the one that had the cheap shot on uh, the star two-way player for Colorado and Hunter uh, Travis Hunter uh, in the first half of Saturday's overtime win for Colorado. Um, it, it, it definitely was a cheap shot. We actually didn't hear until Skip Bayless said on Monday that it was a lacerated liver, mm-hmm. the injury for Travis Hunter. He's going to miss three to four weeks. Now, the reason he's not Jabroni of the Week is because on a Twitch stream, uh, Travis Hunter got on there and said, listen, it's football. Stuff like that's going to happen at the end of the day. He did what he was supposed to do as football. I was like, way to be chill about it, For man. sure. For sure. It was dirty. It was. But um, – well, Colorado State was kind of playing. It wasn't just him. Kind of playing dirty. They were. They were. They came to play, and they they were like, "If you're going to talk, we're not going to. We're we're going to like. We're going to hit you late. We're going to do all kinds of stuff." Um, they were there to shake some stuff up, and it showed a lot. It, Colorado showed some guts. They really did. They showed some guts. This team isn't smoking mirrors. They're real deal, man. Well, and I mean, shout out to. Colorado State for making a game out of this. I mean, it was a yeah. really entertaining game, and I thought Colorado State was going to get out of there with the dub, and then here comes the Buffaloes. Ooh, that last drive. Uh, but the typically, like, you know, I don't mind a little bit of you know, <laughs> dirty play once in a while. You know, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, but the thing about Henry Blackburn, the one that really put him over the top for me as a dishonorable mention was that um, he – kind of got smoked on the last play of, or the uh, last touchdown of regulation that sent the game to overtime. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to go at the, at this honorable mention because he gave up the touchdown. Yeah. But finally, my jabroni of the week, Matt Campbell of Iowa State. Oof. Matt Campbell of Iowa State. The Cyclones are one and two, and it's got to be the worst – I don't know if I should say worse because they ha- they've had like you know FCS losses, but Ohio's not good, T- terrible offense, and so does Iowa State. At least, they- but Iowa State has the good defense. They gave up the ten points. That was all that was needed for Ohio to win that game by the final score of ten to seven. Oof. The final score at Ohio. Why, man? What a terrible start to the bad. year. Terrible bad. start to the year for Matt Campbell and Iowa State. A couple of things here about this game. One, during the fourth quarter, it's 10-0 Ohio. Bobcats with the lead. And Iowa State's attempting a 27-yard field goal. The kick is up. It is no good. The official said it was wide right. However, on replay, it appeared that the ball just barely snuck inside the upright, like above the upright, but just a bit inside, it should have been good. Mm -hmm. And if they had that field goal, the game probably goes to overtime. 
So, <laughs> did Matt Campbell get screwed a little bit? I don't know. But still lost the game. However, there was one more part of this, and it has to do with after the game because Matt Campbell, in a way, was kind of confronted by an Iowa State fan. Now, this would be better if you could watch the visual, but maybe you'll kind of get the gist of it when I play you here the audio. Campbell, get after him! Hey, Campbell, what are you doing? You're on the hot seat. Okay, so there's a bit of commotion right after that. A fan in an Iowa State jersey, 10, 15 feet away from Matt Campbell, and you could hear it a little bit there, said, you're in the hot seat. Matt Campbell turned around and was ready to fight this fan. He was ready to go. Like, Matt Campbell was talking back, don't know what he was saying. Maybe he was cussing there, and we aired it, Mm -hmm. but you can't tell. Uh -uh. But he's starting to fight back, and there might have been some hands thrown if there weren't like 10 assistants ready to hold Matt Campbell back. And he knew that. Matt Campbell knew that somebody could hold him back, and he could get his two cents in. There was the cop. You know, they have the escort. There was a cop and a couple players. A couple players are holding back their coach. But Matt Campbell let one fan get to him. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is just one sign of how bad it is. I mean, it's already bad with the gambling stuff and guys being basically kicked off the team or whatever. It's bad up in Ames, Iowa. And by the way, they're hosting Oklahoma State. Oh. I'm actually extremely intrigued about that game because it could be the ugliest game in Bill, uh, uh, the ugliest game in Big Twelve history. <laughs> All right, hour two of the game. More Chris Climate highlights, injury updates. It's not good right now for K State. Number one song of the day. Ask us anything. But up next, also your local news. Coming up after these words, we'll hear from him next.